since know there's sometimes that your wife just needs to know you love her. Amen. And um, you know that goes with any relationship. Any relationship, people need to know we love them. Amen. T Bone Steak says you love somebody, huh? I heard that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Peace Jelly says I love you to me. Angel's been doing some canon, praise God, and and uh, I tell you, Peach Jelly and uh, all that stuff. Your your canon tells you love me. Turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew the twenty seventh, the twenty second chapter. Matthew twenty second chapter. We're gonna be looking at the thirty sixth verse. Through 40, 36 through 40, Matthew 22. We're talking about the real power. We're starting a new series tonight. Uh, we're still in the season of miracles because God's not going to done. He's not done pouring out His healing power on the church. Amen. God's not finished uh, pouring out His miracles on us. We are just, we are just in the middle of it all. Amen. But we're starting a new series tonight from Matthew the 22nd chapter, Matthew 2:2, 2, 2, verse 36 through 40. Amen. Called the real power is love. How many of y'all know the real power is tonight? Did you notice the theme with all the music that we did tonight? It was about love in some way. How we love the Lord, how God loves us, how we love Him. So the theme tonight is about, is about love. So Matthew the 22nd chapter, looking at verse 36. Amen. I'll ask you to stand for a reading of God's Word when you get there. Amen. I'm going to be reading to you tonight from the New King James. Amen. It reads pretty close to the Old King James. I believe you can follow along with me. It says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Amen, amen. Well, my Lord, Miss Angel, I didn't know we had that many. <laughs> praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand praise tonight. Look at all you beautiful children in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Y'all pray for Miss Angel. She goes back there with the kids. Amen. That's why I'm taking Destiny with me. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word tonight. Lord, we thank you for our children's ministry, God. We thank you for such a giving heart and angel and going back there with them tonight. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all these precious souls coming to the house of God on a Friday night to hear what thus saith the Lord. Lord, I ask you for a refreshing in your spirit, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, those that may be tired from working all week and those that may be battling in family situations, God. And Father, we ask you for a refreshing. And those that are not here tonight, God, we know so many wanted to be here, but some cannot. We ask you, Lord, for refreshing in their lives as well. And Father, we ask you to hide your servant behind the cross. Let your anointing flow in the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said, Amen, 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 Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother, um, brother Mark, you go down, go back there to the, the air condition, bump it down one degree. Just one's all we need. All right, They're both sides, brothers, two of us on both sides of the wall there. All right. So look at the words of Jesus here. They asked him. They said, "Which one is the greatest, greatest of the commandments?" They were trying to trap Jesus in a trap. Is what they were trying to do. You know, they were doing everything they could to find something fault with the Lord, and, and they wanted to find some fault here. And so. 
they were asking him this question to trap him into an answer and, and to try to destroy his ministry. But the, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit was with the Lord. And he simply gave them the two greatest commandments. You shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy mind and all thy soul. How many of y'all love the Lord thy God with all your heart, Amen. all your mind, and all your soul? Amen. Amen. So many of us do, right? We love the Lord. He's been good to us. He's been so kind to us. He has saved us when we needed saving. And I'm not just talking about being saved from hell. We all needed that. Amen. Amen. But He has saved us from trouble that we get ourselves into sometimes. Amen. How many of y'all ever made a mistake out there and only God could get you out of it? Amen. Amen. And how many of God got, got you out of it? Come on, get a witness in the house. Amen. God has been so good to us. And so we love the Lord. I believe if you come to church on a Friday night, you must love the Lord. Amen. Amen. You must be in love with Jesus to come on a Friday night. Amen. Sundays are a traditional day. You know, we go to church on Sunday because Grandma made us go. Amen. But on Friday night, well, that's a, that's, that's a special choice. That's a special choice. And I believe God's going to honor your choice of being here tonight. But I want you to look at the words of Jesus here. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord thy God with all the heart, all the mind, all the soul. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. How many of y'all love your neighbor as yourself? Well, Julia loves her neighbor as herself. I didn't hear anybody else say a word. <laughs> you love your neighbor as yourself. Praise the Lord. How many of you know who your neighbor is? That's a good question right there. And the year that we are living in today, how many of us even know who the neighbor is? Come on. Amen. I know Johnny and Crystal, they talk about Mr. Jeters. I even know his name. I never met the man. I know his name. <laughs> they talk about him. <laughs> Amen. So we praise God for Mr. Jeters. Amen. But how many of us actually know our neighbors? Amen. How many neighbors do you have in the house right now with you today? How many neighbors? Look around. How many neighbors are here today? Is any of these people your neighbors? Well, you say, well, brother, they don't live on my street. Well, I'm not talking about that kind of neighbor. Everybody's our neighbor. Amen? Everybody's our neighbor. And when you're born again, everybody's your brother and your sister. Amen? Everybody is your brother and your sister. I, have a, I like to go around calling people brothers and sisters and, you know, my brother and my sister. I got somebody confused one time. They thought it was my real sister. <laughs> no, we ain't related. <laughs> There's no bloodline there except the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. Amen. Amen. But we do. We call one of our brothers and sisters. How many of us love our brothers and sisters? Amen. How many of us love our church family? Amen. How many of y'all still love your pastor? Amen. Oh, I'm glad somebody here with me. Amen. How many of y'all love your pastor enough to give him your checking account? Because he needs some money. Come on. I need, I need somebody to give me an ATM card with your PIN number. I need to go give me some money. Amen. Y'all love me that much? Y'all love y'all laughing, right? But I assure you, I assure you this. I could go to each one of you in person and I could tell you I need some groceries. You may not give me your PIN number and your card number, but you'll go get the money and put it in my hand. Amen. Every one of you would. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I'll do the same for you. Would you do in groceries? But would we do that for every single person in the church? Hello? Amen. Would you do that for somebody in the church you don't even know? I didn't even talk to that person a day in my life. Would you do that for them? 
Yes, I would. What about somebody outside the church? Yes. Huh? Amen. What about somebody outside the church that needs some groceries? Would you help them? What if they were holding uh, Jack Daniels in one hand and a marijuana in the other hand, and they say, "I I, I need some help." I wouldn't take no money about buying some groceries. I go buy some food. I don't buy food. Amen. <laughs> How many of us would see that person who's holding the sign and says, "Yeah, you know, I just I just need some help." Sitting on the side of the road, I need some help. Come on. Come on. How many times has the church people walked right on by? How many times have we? Acting like we were looking this way, and they know they're right over here, and our car's right here with the red light. Yeah. Huh? Come on. Come on. Are we loving our neighbor as we love ourselves? Come on. Come on, church. Who are we loving here? Are we loving our neighbor as we love ourselves? You see, we love ourselves. Oh, yeah. We'll feed our people about T Bone State. We'll buy ourselves a T Bone State and eat that thing. Yes, we will. Come on. We love ourselves so much, we'll get up at 9 o'clock at night, go get a big old bowl of chocolate ice cream. Come on. Amen. Come on. We love ourselves. Amen. We'll go, we'll go spend $100 on a pair of shoes because we love ourselves so much, we're going to look good. Come on. Praise the Lord. I had this phony mamas for about 10 years now. <laughs> Ten years. They, they still look good, don't they? Ten years old. I, I wore them out so bad I didn't get one there to get some new souls put on them. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I love they broke in. Amen. But we love ourselves, don't we? I just said that so y'all can think I was wearing brand new pair of boots. <laughs> but no, they look good. <laughs> we love ourselves. We take care of ourselves. Am I right? How many of us like sleeping outside in the rain? In the cold? In the rain. Come on, in the rain, in the cold? Nobody. Sleeping outside? Uh, huh? What about our neighbor? Well, yeah, that mother will get a job in a house like I got. Come on. <laughs> if that mother will get a job, they have a house like I got. I they sleep out there in the rain. I guess they chose to sleep out there in the rain. Hello? Am I talking to anybody tonight? Am I talking to anybody tonight? You see, when you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you start seeing people a whole lot different. Amen. You see, I learned, you know, patience is a thing that I've had to acquire over the years. I'm still working on it. Anybody got there yet? Amen. I'm still working on my patience. But I have learned when I go through the drive-thru, I'll be down here at Jack's or at Wendy's, I don't care how long it takes. I'm not going to get out of here. I'm not going to get up to that window and, and chew them out and tell them what for because they took 20 minutes instead of 10 minutes. I'm not going to You know why? Because that's somebody's grandchild. Yeah, that's and right. I got grandchildren. That's right. Amen? Amen? I know, I, I know y'all have this, find this hard to believe, but I actually have a 14-year-old grandchild. Amen? 14 year old grandchild. One of these days she's going to be behind that, that window and she's going to be saying, You want prize for that? Amen. Why not? I was there. You were there. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to I extend grace. That girl down here at Jackson and, and, and Wendy's and that guy that's taking our order and giving us our hamburger, I want to extend grace to them because that's somebody's grandchild. Yes, I, I'm praying that when it's my grandchild that somebody else will extend grace to mine because I know they're going to mess up that order. Amen. Amen. 
I know they're going to mess that over up. So I'm praying somebody will extend some grace. You see, I'm doing it because I love my neighbor and I love myself. I learned to love people. Amen. Amen. Well, you're the pastor. You're supposed to love everybody, right? Right? Pastor's supposed to love everybody. Don't come to job title or something. Y'all believe that even pastors have to work on loving people. Come on. Even pastors have to work on love with people. You know that some people are hard to love? Y'all don't know anybody's hard to love, do you? I know them. Y'all don't know anybody. Let me, let me just give you a list. I can give you a whole list of people that's hard to love. Stay mad. But you know what I learned, Brother Frankie? If I love God, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, everything I have belongs to God. God is in my bank account. God is on my, listen, God has the keys to my truck. Amen. God is on my bank account. God is in my house. God is in my thoughts. God is in my motives. Everything I do, God is in it. Somehow, someway, God's in it. Because I love the Lord that much. I love the Lord. I just, and that's the reason I wrote that song and just wanted to tell Him I love Him because I just wanted to express my love to Him. I love the Lord and I just want to tell Him I love Him. And you know, I tell Him I love Him when I buy that bum on the street of Hamburg. Come on. And when I see somebody that's in need and I have it in my pocket and I pull it out and give it to them, you know what I'm not? I'm not really giving it to them. I'm really giving it to Jesus. Amen. You see, you're really buying Jesus a Hamburg. Yeah. You're, really, you're really giving Jesus a $100 bill when you hand it to somebody. Come on. You're really extending grace to Jesus when, when they're behind that drive through window and about to hand you that hamburger that's cold because it's been 20 minutes. And you're extending grace. You're really extending that grace to Jesus. Come on. That's true. Come on. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I'm going to tell you, there's something about this love walk. It's not easy, but man, it's powerful. Come on. It is the greatest power. It is the real power. If you want real power in your life, you've got you to learn to walk in love. Amen? Amen. Amen. You've got to learn to walk in love. Amen. Romans chapter 13, verse 8 through 10. It says, Oh, oh no man anything. Oh, no man anything. That means I could park the car and preach right there. Oh, no man anything. Come on. Come on. Amen. Don't owe anybody anything except to love one another. Love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Look what Jesus said in verse 40. For on these two commandments hang all the laws of the prophets. You know when you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you are not going to go murder them. Hello? When you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you are not going to go steal their Cadillac. Come on. Come on. When you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you will not break any of the Ten Commandments. Because love will compel you to keep the Ten Commandments. Amen. Love will, and that's what Jesus was saying in, in, in verse 40 of Matthew 22. Look, go back with me here, Romans chapter 13. In verse 8, Oh, no man anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. Amen. Anybody know what covet means? Come on. It means I want what you got. Come on, somebody. And if there be any other commandment, they are all summed up in this saying, namely, 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Church, I'm talking about 600 laws in this Bible. Over 600 laws, commandments in this Bible. I'm not just talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about over 600 laws recorded in the Old Testament. Love will compel you to behave yourself. Love will compel you not to break any of the commandments of God. You will fulfill all of the law. And he says, in all of the prophets, every word that the prophet gave, you will fulfill it if you walk in love. If you walk in love. I'm telling you, love is the real power force in the world. If you want real power, then you want real love. 1 John chapter 4, looking at verse 7 and 8. 1 John chapter 4, turn there with you in your Bible, get your highlighter out, amen. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. It says, Beloved. He loves somebody, he's saying, Beloved. He said, Hey, I love you, listen up. That's what love means. Hey, I love you, listen up. Come on. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who love is born of God and knoweth God. Look at what it says next next sentence. He who does not love does not know God. Amen. Comma, for God is love. What is God? Love. Who is God? Love. What motivates God? Love. What's the character of God? Love. God is love. You know, I tell you all the time that God is good. And God is good all the time. Amen. And we say that around here and it can become a cliche. It can become just a church language. But listen, I mean it when I say it. I don't know what you mean, but I know I mean it. When I say God is good, God has been good to me. He saved me. Sanctified me. Turned my life around. I could be laying out there in a gutter somewhere. You know the only difference between me and somebody sitting in prison on death row is God's grace. God's grace. You think I ain't never had a thought to go kill somebody? I can tell you how ten different ways. Come on. Amen? The only difference between you and I and the person sitting on death row in prison is grace. Grace. God kept you. Come on. Raise your hand. You know God kept you from killing somebody. Amen. Amen. I mean, Angel already told you how she had the gun in the back of the trunk and she was going to go hunt down her son-in-law. She went business. She was going to put that boy in the grave. God had to stop her. Amen. That was grace. Every one of us has been in a situation in our life where God had to get a hold of us and say, we don't behave that way. Come on. Calm down. You don't want to do this. That's the grace of God. The only difference between us and somebody sitting right down the road here holding a sign saying, I'm hungry, I need food. You know what the difference is? Grace and love from God. Amen. Come on. Amen. We've got, listen, there's a lot of people in the streets that should be in an institution somewhere. They are mentally disturbed. Something has happened to them and they have been mentally disturbed. Some of them had a stroke. You ever notice somebody have a stroke and it changes their thinking patterns? It changes how they talk. It changes how they walk. It changes, it changes every A stroke. A brain damage happens. 
There's people out there with brain damage. You know I'm right. You work in that field. There, there's people. The only difference, Sister Jan, between them and us is grace and the love of God. Amen. We're no better than they are. Come on, church. Amen. Come on, church. Oh, but we, we look at ourselves different. You know, oh, I would never be in that situation because I would never allow myself to be in that situation. You cannot even control the next breath you take. Amen. Come on, church. You don't know when you're going to have a heart attack or when you ain't. Come on. Amen. You are not, you, there's some things you are just not in control of. We need to realize every day we wake up and we are in our right mind and we can put our foot on the floor and we can stand up and walk. It's by the grace and the love of Jesus Amen. Christ. Come on. And the only difference between us and somebody who did not wake up that way is love and grace of God. That's it. That's it. Come on, church. Amen. Brother Brother Richard getting ready to have that hip surgery. Brother, that could be anybody. Come on, anybody could be in Brother Richard's condition right now. Amen. But praise God, we know Brother Richard's coming out of that thing. I just told you by Christmas, you're coming out of that. We're going to retire that scooter by Christmas, I'm telling you. It's going to be a retired scooter, I'm telling you. Go back to the scripture, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Beloved, you know, I'm still on my first page, by the way. Five pages means 30 minutes. I'm still on my first page. I don't know what that means. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone who love is born of God and knoweth God. He who does not love does not know God. Look at that. Man, if you don't love anybody, you don't even know God. You don't even know God. If you can't love, if you can't love your neighbor as you love yourself, if you can't love another person, you don't even know God. Because God is love. Amen. Go to verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, comma, we also ought to love one another. Amen. 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 Even if they don't want us to. Even though you know somebody out there don't want you to love them, they don't. They don't want to have anything to do with you. They want you to leave them alone. You know, we got to love them too. Amen. We got to love everybody. Everybody. Can I go ahead and tell you that God is not a Republican or a Democrat? Amen. Can I go ahead and tell you you should be loving? <clears throat> Let me get it. I'll choke on it. We should even love Joe Biden. Hello? We should love him enough to pray for him. Because that's a soul that needs to be saved. We should love our Democratic neighbors. Even though they vote in Democrat and you want to vote Republican. Can I tell you God is not Republican or Democrat? And there'd be no political parties in heaven. There's only one king. Come on. There's only one king of righteousness. And that's all we're going to need. Praise God. We ain't going to need a Congress or a Senate. Praise the Lord. All we need is one king, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And the reason I'm bringing up politics is because I heard recently from another preacher uh, that that goes around and travels and and sees different churches, and and they testified, and they said, everywhere they go now, they said, they're talking about big churches. We're talking about mega churches. He said, big churches that I know. He said it just the other day. And he said, the big churches that I know are only running about half of what they used to be. Half. Can you imagine? My Lord. Sister Sharon, you and I would be pulling our hair out if we had some multi-million dollar mortgage to pay 
and half of the people are not coming back. <laughs> but that's exactly what reality is. <laughs> that's exactly what the reality is in a lot of places. And he said that there was two reasons why. He says two reasons why. He said after COVID, people didn't come back. I heard just today somebody was, I can't even remember who it was. Somebody said today that uh, somebody was afraid to go to church even today because of COVID. Hasn't been to church since COVID hit, hit America. Hasn't been back to church since. Afraid to go to church. And since so COVID has, has crippled the church and, and a lot of people have left the church and not returned because of COVID. And the second biggest thing was the political upheaval. Political upheaval. People splitting the church because this side Republican, this side Democrat, and we don't associate with them no more. Come on. I'm going to tell you something. I used to be in the church. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I used to pastor a church. Praise God in Atheists. I used to pastor a church where the left side of the church wouldn't talk to the right side. That's crazy. I've seen you. Yeah, I have to. Did you hear him say? Man, I tried. I tried my best to get them saved, brother. But the left side of the church wouldn't talk to the right side. The right side wouldn't associate with the left side. When people would come in, they wouldn't talk to one another. They would just park and go to their seats, and that would be it. You know, I used to do, uh, and I've been around here a few times. I, I can trust y'all to do it. I can trust y'all. But I, you know, sometimes I'll say, hey, let's have a meet and greet in a moment. Y'all get out and shake some hands and hug some necks and tell somebody how much you love them. You know, I do that sometimes with y'all if i got enough time for getting in the schedule. And I used to do that there. And you know what? I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it because I had a visitor come time and says, well, how come nobody on that side of the church came walking over here on this side of the church and say hello to everybody? A visitor said that to me. Huh? And what I noticed was all the family people, they would just turn around and hug and greet one another, but they would not go over to the other side and hug and greet anybody else. Now, do you call that love? But I do not. That's not love. That's not loving your neighbor as you love yourself. But I've seen that in the church house. Praise God, I can testify it is not here in the Bowden Church of God. You people love one another, amen? Y'all love one another and take care of one another. I'm proud of uh, the reports that I hear on how y'all actually help one another and, and come to one another's aid and rescue and call one another on the phone and, when you're missing. And you know, Brother Mark testified back when he got, he got injured. He, he was talking to me on the phone. He said, I never felt so much love. Everybody in church was calling me, brother. And then I told him, I said, well, praise God the CARES ministry was doing his job. And I let all the air right out of his balloon. <laughs> Amen. But he was, he, was, he was touched that people were calling him and checking on him. You know, that's called love. Yes, I praise God we have love in this church. But I want to tell you, there's some out there that don't. That's right. And if you don't have love in your heart, you don't even know who God is. Amen. You don't know who Jesus is if you don't have love. Amen. Because God is love. Yes, is. God is love. Verse 20. Verse 20, same, same scripture, 1 John chapter 4, drop down to verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Is that what the Bible says? Liar. Oh, I love God, but I hate my brother. I love God, but I, don't like, I hate so-and-so. Well, you're a liar. You can't love 
You can't love God and hate your brother. That's exactly what he's saying. You are a liar. For he that does not love his brother whom he has seen. Look at this. Who has seen. How can he love God who he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him. He that loves God must love his brother also. Now I want to tell you something. That word hate. It, 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 it stuck to me this week. Hate. That hate's a strong word. Hate's a strong word. Amen. And, and I, I, was, I, would, I would even go out on a limb and I would say that you find people or, or some, some of the... I always tell people when I talk about Bowden Church of God, I say we got the finest Bowden people around. You want to meet some of the finest people in Bowden, you need to come to our church. That's what I tell them. Amen. I, I, I do. I say that about y'all. Y'all are some of the finest Bowden people Amen. I know. Amen. It's because you're right. Because I'm right. I'm not biased. I'm just right, brother. I'm just right. Amen. I'm not biased. I'm just right. Amen. We got some of the lovingest, finest people in all around right here. But this word hates, hates, hates are just, you know, it's a strong word. I would even say that I don't believe anybody in this church hates anybody. Am I right? No, y'all don't hate anybody. Y'all love people, right? Mm-hmm. So I started digging into that word hates. I said, let me find some different translations here. Because the Lord began to prick my heart and He says, there's something deeper about that word that you need to know. There's something more about the original translation of the word when it was first written. It was translated into King James language in the 1600s and the word was hate when they translated it from Latin over to English. But you know, before we got transferred to Latin, it had to come from Hebrew. Come on, somebody. It had to come from Hebrew and Greek and then finally get to the Latin and finally get to the English part. So sometimes you'll lose a little bit of the definition of, of some words and the translations when they come that many translations over. So you got to go back to the root. Sometimes you got to go back to Hebrew. Amen? And so I started digging in this word, and, and, and uh, some of y'all might have heard me talk about eSword. eSword is an app, by the way. You can download it on your phone. You can download it on your computer. It's called eSword. I encourage you, download it. eSword has the entire scripture. King James will be there. But what I love about eSword is after every word, you will see a G, and then you will see some letters. you see some numbers, like G, N, 101, or 102, that kind of stuff. And it'll be on every word that's in there, okay? And you click onto that number, and it will tell you the Hebrew word, and it will tell you the Greek word, and then it will tell you the definition of those words. So I got on eSword, and I looked this word hate up, right here in this scripture. And I begin to, not only that, I begin to go through different translations. I begin to, I want to see what NIV said. I want to see what NLT said. I want to see what the American Standard Version of the Bible said. I want to know what else other translations had. And this is what I came out with. Hate, strong dislike. Mmm, strong dislike. Strong dislike. And there's a, there's a, I'll give it to you. It's called M-I-S dash E-H dash O. Mishoa. That's supposed to be a Hebrew word. So that's what the original word was. The definition of that word is by extension to love less. To love less. Okay. So we got to love less. We've got strong dislike. And then there's another one. Detest. Detest means to feel intense or often uh, violent toward another. So let's go back to this word hate. You say, well, I don't hate anybody. 
But do you, is there anybody you have a strong dislike to? Boy, I got some stares now. Mm. Is there anybody that you kind of detest a little bit? You know, they get on your last nerve. And you do not want to answer the phone when they call. Come on. Am I hitting a nerve yet? Am I getting on anybody's toes right now? I got my cowboy boots on, so the toes should hurt right now, okay? All right? So look, extension, listen to this. In the original language, the definition meant to extension to love less. Is there anybody you love a little less than others? Ooh, boy. Like I said, some people are hard to love. I know. I'm pastor. <laughs> There's some people I struggle to love. I'm telling you the truth. I struggle something out with y'all. Y'all some fine folks. I'm talking about folks y'all don't know. <laughs> There's some folks that are hard to love sometimes. Amen. Some people are rude. Am I right? It's hard to like somebody that's rude to you. It's hard to love somebody that's rude to you. Come on. Amen. Amen. It's hard to love somebody that's always using you. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. No, no, come on. It's hard to like somebody that's an Alabama fan. <laughs> it's hard to like somebody that's a Georgia fan. Come on. But how many of y'all really know people that, how many of y'all really know somebody that's such a die hard? Fans, oh, yeah. that they, come on, that they really detest people who like the other players. Oh, yeah. I have to. I know a guy right now, boy, he loves Georgia Bulldogs so bad he can't stand an Alabama fan. He can't stand him. He's supposed to be a Christian. Oh, yeah. oh, he goes to church. Not this church, but he goes to church. But he can't stand. Because there's so many definitions of this word love. And how many of y'all realize we ain't talking about uh, Valentine's and, and lovebirds and we just met, went on our first date and, you know, and, and we, we think we in love, but what we really need is lust. Come on, somebody. That's right. Amen. Brother Richard, baby, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Come on. I mean, when I met Angel, we were just kids. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I was in love or lust. I don't know. All I know was 37 years later, we're still here. Amen. Somewhere down the line, they fell into love. Somewhere. I don't know where. Amen. <laughs> she probably loved me, and I probably was lusting after her. That's probably what really happened there. But 37 years later, the love part fell in on both of us. Praise God. But there's a difference in the definition of love. Amen. I love cheeseburgers. Come on. I love chocolate ice cream. I love banana pudding. Oh, I eat the whole bowl by myself. Amen. The whole bowl. You know, some see I'm scared of Bonnie, right? <laughs> no, when I say banana pudding, I look at Bonnie. Y'all know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Look, when I want cherry cobbler, I go to Lisa. Lisa can make some cherry cobbler. Where you at, Brandon? You want to make some cherry cobbler, bro. Praise God. There's some things that we love. It's a whole lot different when we say we love Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 It's a whole lot different when we say God loves us. It's called a godly love. 
Agape love is the God kind of love that we're talking about tonight. Agape love, the God kind of love. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Come on. For God so agape, the Greek word is agape, for God so loved. And, and the word agape simply means love that gives of itself without expecting anything in return. How many people do you love that much? You love somebody so much and you don't expect anything in return. Right. You know, when, when young couples come to the altar to get married, it's really, uh, I love you and I'll be married to you until I get mad. Y'all know the truth. Come on. They don't know what love is. Amen? But when you really love somebody with a God kind of love, you will love them and expect nothing back in return. Amen? Now, the first scripture I read to you says, Oh, oh no man nothing. <coughs> Amen? Come on. If somebody comes to you and wants to borrow money, pull out the $100 out of your pocket, give it to them, and never expect to receive it again. Just give it to them. Say, no, brother, it's not a loan. I love you. It's a gift. I don't give loans out. I give gifts. Amen? Amen? If somebody comes to me and they need, and I got $100 in my pocket, I'm going to pull it out. And I'm going to give it to them. And I don't, it's not a loan. I don't expect you to give it back to me. Amen? That's a gift. That's a gift. Oh, no man, nothing. Except to love them. We're talking about the agape love tonight. We're talking about the God kind of love tonight. Why is this so important? One, one more scripture I want to share with you on why this is so important. And then I'm going to ask Sister Jan to come on. Come on up here right now, Jan, and get you on this piano. Why are we talking about love? Why is love so important? How many of y'all see that light bulb out there shining right now? You see that light bulb? What makes that light bulb work? Can anybody tell me what makes that light bulb work? Power. Yeah. What else makes it work? The answer is in Romans 5 and 6. The answer is in Romans 5 and 6. Faith worketh by love. We've been preaching about faith for two months now. Faith works by love. Electricity goes in that light bulb. So we can, we can go King James on that light bulb and say, Light worketh. And kill King James in there. Light worketh by electricity. Your faith, church, works by love. If you don't have love, I'm talking about a God kind of love, your faith, I don't care, you can have all the faith in the world, it will not work. It will not work. I said it will not work. This is why we're talking about love. This is why we're in the love series right now. Because we need love to make our faith work. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet tonight. Let's all stand to our feet tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let the Lord go. Let the Lord go. Hallelujah. <coughs> Praise the Lord. I want to ask everybody just come around this altar tonight. Just come find yourself a place to pray. And as you come, I want you to ask yourself some questions. Have you forgiven them? Pastor, all you know them. <laughs> Have you forgiven them? 
And do you love? Come on, let's find some place to pray tonight. Have you forgiven them and do you love them? That's the question. Now I want to encourage you to be bold tonight. And say, Jesus, I don't know how to forgive them. Come on, just tell them. I don't know how to forgive them, Lord. But you do. Lord, I don't know how to love them. But you do. Come on. 
brother, don't stop. Keep singing. I'm waiting on somebody to come to that door. Keep singing.